So when spiritual new age types say, I don't take sides because we're all one, this can actually lead to the end of society and civilization itself if the majority take only this particular perspective. Why? Because what is very clear, it leads to the hyper-feminization of men. And then if men are hyper-feminized, you've probably seen these men, right? Who are just like, we're all one. It's all good. Spirit's going to handle it. It's all BS. We're just going to do nothing now. And that's it. If all men had that perspective, we would be screwed completely. We would be completely screwed <laughs> because here's the thing. If there's nobody to protect and provide, and that is a men's role, then our society fails. Our society is held up by men. And so what I want to do here as I explain this, and it's a, such a nuanced, difficult topic to talk about, I want to read a comment on my Instagram post that sparked this podcast because this comment is close to the truth. It's close, but it's missing some particular context. And I'm going to explain this to you because here's the thing. I think a lot of people think like this comment I'm going to read, and I'm going to tell you why it's missing some stuff. Okay. It's a little bit long, but stick with me because I want you to, I want you to really contemplate this. Okay. So from my perspective, I don't think it's bypassing when you know the world is a stage and we came here to experience duality, especially the corruption in all corners of life. A lot of us on this path have spoken about the evil that controls this realm, and at some point we realize that everything is a frequency and we stop giving our power away to mostly false narratives and things that want us in a fear or fight or fight, fight or flight state. And here's the thing, I'm just going to address this particular part. This is using the false premise that in order for you to speak out against the darkness in our world, you're speaking from fight or flight. I see this often that people think, well, you're talking from fear if you're mentioning what's happening in the world, because we know that it's messed up, right? That it's corrupt. But if you come at it with a perspective like this, those things are not mutually exclusive because you can speak out about it from a place of love, but just let people know this is what's going on or from a place of courage. You don't necessarily have to be in fight or flight to do so. And she continues on, there is no side to pick when it's all controlled opposition. This is all false using a spiritual half-truth. It might be to some respect, yes, but here is the premise that I'm getting at here, is that when you go within yourself and you're able to discern truth from falsehood, then you will be able to discern who's more in truth compared to when you're comparing two things that are in conflict with each other, with each other, and then that will lead to you being able to pick the greater of two things that are not in full integrity, because our world is very nuanced. It's not as easy to say, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. If you think that way, you're delusional, because that's not how it is. But what we can see is that when we go within ourselves and we discover that, yes, there is truth, how can we define truth? Well, truth is something that is life-giving, right? That's my definition. And 
it's life perpetuating, life sustaining, and something in falsehood would be life taking. The way that I see this is truth versus falsehood is like looking at a magnet and seeing that there's a positive end and a negative end, and that the negative end is a life taking force and the positive end is a life giving force. And that, but it's all one magnet. So if you have that perspective, you can recognize everything has a frequency. And within you, you'll be able to see when you have thoughts that are based on truth and when you have thoughts that are based on falsehood. So what that would simply be is that a false thought would be one that is taking the life force of your body, taking the life force from within. And if you move into that life-giving force, that's when you can actually recognize truth versus falsehood. This is actually based on kinesiology muscle testing and it's been double-blind placebo study. And so what this means is that when you're in truth yourself, you can recognize falsehood. So when I say, take a side, I'm saying recognize which group is in truth more than another group. If we can't come to a conclusion of stop it, just both sides stop. Because that's what happens a lot of time in our world. If we're being realistic to a certain respect, it's not as easy as everybody stop. And if we can do that, obviously, that is the thing that we should do. And the, the false premise that we see operated on in our world today is that people will demonize one group as if they are the life-taking force using an information dissemination campaign that is based on falsehood itself. So it tricks people into thinking the, that the group that is actually more integrous than the other group is not. And so what I'm not saying here is that choose a side based on the information you get from external sources. No, go within, do both. Go within, tap into truth and into the frequency of that life giving, and then look out into the world and see the actions of both groups and see which one is more life-taking or is on the side of those same principles that are life-giving that you can recognize from within yourself. And then study history and see the rise and fall of civilizations. Because what you'll find is that there's a clear pathway to destruction of a civilization. And that is making people believe in either no God or we're all unity so much that under the cover, we're going to come in and manipulate everything. Just like a not just like, but Star Wars kind of represents this and Lord of the Rings kind of represent this in its own way. People don't understand that there's this life-taking force that is creeping up the ranks and manipulating everything and that ends up destroying the entire thing, right? That's essentially what is happening in our world. And if men aren't vigilant and they just have this, we are all one and we're just going to chill and we're going to let it all play out in spirit, spirit plays out through you through the inclinations to take action when you're in contact with truth. But if you yourself are not in the frequency of at least a lower level of truth, you won't be able to recognize that. And that's why you say things like, I don't need to do anything necessarily, or I don't need to participate and I don't have the duty to defend anyone as a man or to defend truth as a man. And there is subtle nuance to this. And maybe there are some men that are not here to outwardly do things like that. 
but I think the majority are. Because if you were to design a society, you would have to design it that way in order to have a civilization thrive. Because if you have a majority of men that don't do anything, especially on one side, it's done. Right? So, and then this leads back to the entire reincarnation, right? Uh, so that's talked about in uh, the Bhagavad Gita, Kriya Yoga. And it's been talked about for thousands of years. I do think that a lot of men incarnated to be warrior archetypes and to stand for truth at this time period. And I think what happens when the majority, I think what happens when we have this oneness thing is that this intellectualization that Western seekers do to twist the truth of enlightenment is really just due to the age of information and people using it as a convenient form of escapism. Because when you're doing that, when you're chasing the so-called enlightenment, you don't have to actually do anything in the world or defend anything. You just get to go off and do, you know, do your own thing in a mountaintop and have no responsibilities. That's what Western people will think of enlightenment as. I know that a certain amount of people do that because I've seen that and I've had conversations like that, right? So it's a truth that we are all one that's used as a form of escapism. And so. The question is, is are you using this concept of oneness to escape your responsibility to defend those can, that cannot defend themselves? And in today's day and age, that might just look like, I don't condone violence, I just want to say that. And the, what that might look like is that you just say something. This isn't right, what's happening in the world. And so, again, when I'm saying take sides, I'm saying you can see the life-taking force that is at play within one of these in-and-out groups at this current time period in December 2023, and you can see it and be like, wow, tens of thousands of people are being offed, 61% being civilians. The way that they're going about it is an atrocity. I need to say something about this. Because it's not okay, and we cannot base our society on principles like this. And I think a lot of people realize that. Now, it's not as though every side has done everything perfect. Right? But at the end of the day, I think it's important to recognize evil when you see it. And the life-taking force when you see it. And sometimes in times of conflict, you might see it in both sides at certain times. And you might have to say something as a man. This isn't right. Because that is in the technology age at this point in history, right now, how most of us are going to make a difference. Because what ends up happening is that the goal being that when most men are able to, rec all men really, and women, are able to recognize truth, and the reason why it's more important for men is because they are archetypically the protectors, warriors, providers. And so, but when we can all recognize truth, when we can all recognize falsehood, the life-taking force, you can then call it out even when it's in your own country, even when it's in your own thing, and they're going too far, and you don't put up with the bullshit. You don't put up the people of the country say, no. Nah, because the only reason why this is perpetuated, because when people say things like controlled opposition, 
Yes, but the only reason why this is perpetuated is because we agree to it to a certain respect. So how can we stop agreeing to it? Well, that would be recognizing the life-taking force in the aggressor and not doing it. Because if this would have happened in, in Germany back in the day, it would have been good. The soldiers would have been like, no, we're not doing this shit, right? So I'm not just talking about now, but throughout history. Because people do the bidding of the life-taking force, the, the archetypical Emperor Palpatine at the top. But if they realize that it was actually life-taking and that it was perpetuating evil, and it was perpetuating darkness, and it was perpetuating um, infringing on free will, then I don't think that the majority would do it. But they get tricked, they get manipulated into thinking that it's one or the other, as in, in the way that that's not what I meant. They get tricked into thinking that the inverse is what they're fighting for or the inverse is what they're standing for because someone told me this is the answer and this is the key that you cannot rely on external sources to tell you what is good and bad and it's not as simple as good and bad but really what the where the life-giving force or truth is more embodied in a nuanced world in one group than the other. Again, if you can't just say, all right, we're, we're, we need, everything needs to stop, which would be the ultimate goal. But at this point, it, from the knowledge I currently have, that's not what's happening. And at the end of the day, obviously everything stopping, everyone stopping the bullshit is the goal. This entire thing is really talking about a humanist type view, a view of like, I'm, I'm pro-human, I'm pro-human surviving, I'm pro-humans, let's, let's have more humans, right? And those that think that they know what's best for humanity in a small little group somewhere. And if we can recognize as a whole how that small little group is manipulating us and use our discernment to see the side of the light, which I believe the majority is on, and by the way, the majority is still on, or else we wouldn't have a functioning society. Because sometimes people say, oh, our society is majority dark, or it's majority negative right now. But if that was true, nobody would adhere to any laws, and everything would be chaos everywhere. So our society is still polarized positive right now. But what's happening is that that life-taking force, that negative force, is trying to creep up, just like I said in Star Wars, where the Emperor Palpatine creeps up, nobody sees it, and then boom, takes over and destroys society. That's what's happening right now. So we need to be very careful as to when we see that force at play and those that have the discernment, the intuition to recognize it, that they call it out. And they say, no, we're not doing this. No, you... And because here's the thing, at the end of the at the end of the day here, the majority rules. The majority rules. If they're able to recognize what's happening. But until the majority can recognize truth versus falsehood in our world, the majority will not rule a lot of aspects of society. Because this is why you've heard people use the term asleep. I mean, I wrote my first book and it was named 10 Secrets of Awakening for a reason. Because we start to awaken to that truth. We start to awaken and see what's happening in the world, both sides.
And again, this is not about suppressing any feelings of darkness within and just going, oh, it's all love, it's all light. It's actually the opposite of that. It's integrating and alchemizing that pain and that suffering and that life-taking force within you. And when you do that, then you're able to recognize it without, because you're in the threshold of truth, because only truth, someone in truth can recognize truth. That's why if you say something to someone who is in falsehood, who is whose body is and body and entire being is in the majority, if their frequency is in the majority of falsehood or the life-draining force, they can't even hear truth. And oftentimes these types will invert everything because that's what darkness does. It inverts into thinking it is in truth and that the other stuff is in falsehood and what everybody else thinks is in falsehood. That's why so many people can't hear you and they just talk talk that shit and they you're like, how can humans be so cruel? Because at the end of the day, they have that Thanos mentality of they're doing the right thing when in fact they are not. And so what does it take? It takes the Avengers being the, the men in this world, minimum, and women, too. Again, the men being important because of the warrior archetype. Everyone recognizing this ain't right. Hold up. Something ain't right here. What are you doing? Don't do that. And that's what people are afraid to do. People are afraid to see, afraid to say how they really feel because of the backlash. But if everybody is afraid, then what do we have? That's where they want our society to head to a place where no everybody's afraid to hurt anybody's opinions. And I see the we are all one crowd a lot of the times having that point of view. We don't want to upset anyone. But if you aren't willing to upset anyone to base your society and civilization on truth, it's not going to be based on truth. And then the entire thing ends. What we have here is not this thing that just goes on forever because it exists. And that's what I think a lot of people think. That we there's this perspective that we can't actually go backwards. But we do have a chance, but we can, really. We we do have a possibility of going backwards. And I think that starts when people don't actually say how they feel, especially those who are in truth, because ideas need to be in the public face. They need to be gone back and forth. They need to be debated, because if they're not debated, then we can't see which one is true or false, usually, because a lot of our society is based on logic, and it's not a bad thing that it's based on logic, trust me. Because when you, here's another point, when you have someone that is not really discerning, they can recognize logic, right? These are your everyman. These are the ones that have not taken the hero's journey. Which, by the way, that's kind of what I'm talking about here. If you think about the hero throughout time, they had to stand against evil. Why would you not now? Why do you think that our society is different and that you don't need to take a side 
of the light and say, this is messed up. What's happening in our world? What if that is just how, what if your sword in this life is the sword of the friggin' <laughs> the joystick or the, the trackball? Maybe I'm old, I got the trackball, but the mouse and keyboard. Maybe that is your fight in this world. Because there still has to be those that are willing to stand up for what is true. And that is the entire point of this. If there's no one, then falsehood will take over the society and destroy it. And that's what we've seen throughout history. That's why I might annoy people by the amount of times that I say study history. Look at the fall of the Roman Empire. How that fell. Same reason. Degeneracy, really, is what it is. <laughs> so, people are going to disagree. And the point of this is not to prove myself right, because I'm right and everybody else is wrong. That's not why I am even doing this. I'm doing this because my hope is to inspire you to stand up for what you truly believe in after you've discerned and taken the time to go within and recognize truth and then see it outside of you and then say this is not this is not it chief because the perfect setup here's here's a point the perfect setup to get people docile and weak and unwilling to defend truth is for them to be unity 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 because when you think unity only by itself that usually leads to weakness. Because when you have just unity, these unity types that you see, they're preying on the goodwill or the well-intentionedness of you to think that if we're all just unify, then we'd be good. But that's just not practical, and that's just not reality of where our current civilization in this time period is because that at this point in history that's a psychological trick for you to be weak to not defend anything if you just say unity by itself because there are those that will not be in that state of unity that are at the top and that will come after you and will come after society and they are right now but if you can say unity and still I'm going to stand for unity when those that don't want unity and want to, to perpetuate life-takingness and manipulation and selfishness manifested on the physical and mental plane, when they want to come for us, I'm saying, nah, chief. I'm saying, no, this isn't it. No, we're not going to put up with it. And when enough men have both the unity, this is why I'm not saying unity but is necessarily a bad thing. It's just a half-truth. If you don't have the other aspect of it, I'm willing to defend unity. I'm willing to defend life-giving principles. And there is the epitome of what I'm saying. And I think that that makes sense. There is a little bit more to this comment I'm going to go through. 
There's no side to pick when it's all controlled opposition. Depends on who you ask, I guess. But to me, saying that we are all one is knowing that we are all an emanation of God's source. Okay, that's true. It's not bypassing when you know you are a creator being that has power, the power to manifest worlds. So instead of giving more energy to the darker aspects, we are holding the vision of heaven on earth. See, this is half true. This is why this comment is important. Because when you have this, this thing of, we're just going to hold this vision, you can simultaneously hold the vision for a better humanity, for a, a life-giving humanity, a humanity, a civilization based on truth and love and unity. But in order to do that, you have to be able to recognize the darkness and you have to call it out on some respect. See, again, this is, this is a level of bypassing. It's like the love and light types that are saying, well, this is a, we're just going to love, we're just going to love. That's it. Certain people can do that. I'm not saying that's a bad necessarily archetype, but if the majority have it of men again, I hope that that's getting through. Society ends. We came here to hold the light, integrate the shadow, and bridge the gap between where we are and where we are going. Right, and in order to do that, you have to tell people where we are. So in the comment, it's contradicting. <laughs> where we are is in a world where truth needs to be defended. People will either wake up and unite or they won't. All paths are divinely orchestrated. Right, but it works through you. How do you think, if you, for those that are saying God, or spirit, source, whatever, how do you think it works? It works through you. It works through those. And I hit on that earlier. How? Yeah. Oh. I just dropped the mixer. Whoops. Whoopsie. <laughs> yeah, but saying all paths are divinely orchestrated also means that there are going to be those that want to call it out. And my hope for you is that if you feel that way, that this inspires you to say how you really feel, because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. I think that's why, you know, obviously I'm not on board with everything everyone says, but in the case of Jordan Peterson, you know, as someone who not necessarily is in, sees religion the same as him at all, right? I'm more of the, the Vedic, Hindu, Buddhist, Taoism, and he's more of the, you know, Christianity or Catholicism or really the, the Western God. He does say things like, there are worse things than death if you don't speak your truth or if a man holds his tongue. And he talks about that, uh, that story in the Bible of the man who didn't really follow what he knew he was supposed to do and he tried to escape it. And then he got swallowed by a whale, I believe. I could be scuffing that. But I think that that is also part of this, is that there's something within us that knows that we're in some sort of an illusion, some sort of a game, and we need to speak on truth. And I feel as though many of us, especially men, know within that we're here to do that to some respect, that we're here to serve humanity on some respect. Like for me, I knew since I was a kid, I was going to serve humanity in some way. I didn't know how. And that it changed and transformed throughout the years. And I think that I 
don't need to fear worse things than death in order to speak truth. For me, I fear that I go through my life and never say my truth, and then I review my life and say, after this incarnation, and say, you know what? I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't do what I know in my heart I was there to do because I was scared, because I was fearful. So to me, it's having the courage to know that you keep reincarnating, and the point of this game is to discern the truth from within yourself, the actual truth, and then say it, at least for many men, including myself, and then say that out loud in this incarnation, and then to stand for that and say, enough is enough. We're not putting up with this bullshit anymore. And when men do that, that's what I'm talking about. And when men can say, we are all one, yes, but we can also see truth and falsehood. And when when a group is acting out of falsehood, we can call it out. And if there's even two groups going at each other, both acting out in falsehood, we can say no. And we're going to say, we're not going to participate in this anymore. We're not participating in this cycle because let's say it, controlled opposition is true. That is the ultimate goal to say, we're not participating in these cycles of endless wars and bullshit anymore. But if we have to choose one, we can see which one is more in integrity or truth than the other. Or inversely said, we can see which one is more in falsehood, the one that is more evil. Because throughout history, there has been the choice of the lesser of two evils. But I don't think it's always going to be like that. Because when enough humans recognize it and say, uh, we're not participating in this cycle of life-taking, you're telling me to do life-taking action, I'm not doing it. When enough humans can do that, that's when we raise up humanity and everything changes. So the ultimate goal is to not participate. So when I say not take, when I say take a side, in conclusion, when I say take a side, you can take the side of the life giving force or the positive force of the universe and say, I can see the negative playing out in this group more. This is BS. We should not be doing this. This is what some people, there's different aspects of this. And then there's the other aspect of the goal being we can all see truth and falsehood and we can recognize if both sides are acting in falsehood, then we're going to say we're not doing this. I think I covered most of the nuance. Holy shit. <laughs> and it's it's a very interesting topic. I hope you found this fruitful for yourself to understand the nature of conflict and men and reality and civilization and warriors in doing your duty. And I think one of the last points that I want to hit on is I don't have a specific quote at the Bhagavad Gita behind me. Um, I don't have a specific quote that I can pull at this exact moment, but there's a part of it where it says, I'm just was kind of curious if I could just turn to it, if it was meant to be. I don't think it's meant to be. Okay. They talk about how basically everything that is 
this is like for those okay i'm just gonna restart that this particular part there is that particular notion of those that are having people that are getting offed in this war and i want to speak directly to the people that are that have been ravaged by war and they are hurting because i know that there's going to be those that listen to this that are really hurting and i want you to know something from the bhagavad gita it talks about how when those that are unalived when that happens you their soul can never be harmed what they really are can never be harmed and so it's it's almost as though the way that i see this and how i've helped myself or a perspective that's helped me when i've thought about death when i when i i'm literally wearing the memento mori shirt remember death is what that means if you're like what is that shirt i didn't even mean for this to happen <laughs> that it would coincide with what i'm about to say but we have a taboo on death in our society and with everything i've talked about with the simulation theory and the video game reality being a game the human game and all these spiritual traditions and reincarnation it's clear that what happens when you leave the body is that it's a character the character the controller is no longer inhabitable and so then you move back into the so-called spirit world or astral world that's what they would call it in in the kriya yoga the astral plane and they call it many things so that's not even true fully accurate but when you're in that space you can't really be harmed and from what we've seen the east master over thousands of years is how reincarnation works and part of that is to just realize that they're not actually harmed those people that leave their bodies and as hard as it is to realize where you and i are both going to at some point do the same thing we're going to exit the character and go back to that and so just know that they're still alive but just in a way that most people don't understand i think the spiritual types can understand this to a certain to a certain respect because of the nature of the soul that's what i'm talking about that the soul cannot be harmed by what happens in physical combat no matter what or if it's natural causes so you will meet them again you will see them again and it's just as though you've got to play the rest of the game without them and i know that how difficult that can be but remember that it's just a game and also remember that the entire premise of me saying it's just a game is not to say you don't have any responsibility to do anything i feel like we are here in the game to do particular things but only you will know what you are here to do from within you can only access that from within so if you're struggling with that tap into yourself and i feel like when i have dealt with grief in my past and death it led me closer to me asking well if that's going to happen to me at some point what am i really here to do and i need to speak on the darkness and you can use whatever systems to describe this there's many different things that you could potentially say like archetypically for 
from numerology to astrology to human design to these other systems, right? And archetypically, I'm a 3-5 in the human design, which means I'm a fifth line, which would be a heretic. So that is just one confirmation for me as to what I'm here to do. And what I'm not trying to do is say that it's everyone's responsibility to particularly do this specific thing. You have to. I don't speak in absolutes. Only Sith deal in absolutes. But what I am here to tell you is that some of you are here denying that responsibility. And if you're struggling with death, if you're struggling with that transition, if you've had people do that, just know that this is a really good time. And it's okay to feel that. And that's part of integrating it. But this is a really good time for you to go within and ask yourself, that's going to happen to me. What am I really here to do? I, I, I want to feel that. I want to tap into that. Because if it's going to happen, the one thing that I want to say before I leave this plane is that I did what I felt like I came here to do. I did what I felt like was the thing in each moment that was my highest truth that helped humanity, that served humanity. And when I started to do that, I could feel the life-giving force perpetuate. Because another thing about truth that I think a lot of people don't realize is that truth perpetuates itself through life-givingness. So if you speak truth, it not only gives life to those outside of you, but it gives life to you. Because your source of energy is divinity. Again, this is kinesiology muscle testing. And if your source is divinity, it continues to nourish you to do so. And of course, you're going to feel drained at some points, but that's another point. Another thing that I've realized is that when my intention is to serve other people, if you're struggling with what do I do? How do I help? What action do I take? What are you recommending, Nick? I'm recommending that you go within and discern what your gift, your music is to share with the world and to follow what your heart says to do even if it is a little bit scared, even if it has a little bit of fear, but you know that it's for you because I feel as though all of us can tap into that if we can sit with that subtle energy and let go of the noise for long enough. And that is my wish for you to do. Not a wish. It's more like that is my hope that that's what you get from this is that you'll start to tap into that heart and speak from that place. And that might be speaking on love. That might be speaking on the darkness that might be speaking on the light i think a truly embodied being can do both and that's what we've seen has saved humanity throughout history you don't need to sacrifice yourself to do so you don't have to be necessarily a savior humanity doesn't need to be saved because remember it's a game and everyone is experiencing just like that comment did have a half truth of like everything everyone is experiencing what I feel like is divinely orchestrated in their life. But that's not a reason to not do what you feel like is your duty, which may be to speak out. Because everything may be divinely orchestrating for you to do that. And maybe that is a thing you're denying. Oh, Jax is stepping on my mic here if you're hearing those noises. Hey, Jax, you want to say hi? Come here, bud. All right. 
Well, that'll do it for today's podcast here on The Human Game. I hope you enjoyed this one. Here's Jax, if you can see. Jax, say hello. Oh, say hi, bud. I love you. Oh. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sticking around. Why don't you just stick around, subscribe, or follow the podcast if you're listening on audio platforms. And if you're on audio platforms, give it a nice five-star review, mate. That would be excellent. And if you're on YouTube, giving it a nice like would be very beneficial. It helps the algorithms, and this will reach more people. And if you resonate with this, let's reach more people because I think more people could really use this message of empowerment. And it makes me want to say, I've got actually a call I've got to get on in two minutes, but it makes me want to say one more thing, which is there's nothing more satisfying in life than saying what you feel like is genuinely what you're here to do, even if people don't like it. Saying what you're genuinely here to say, you know it within your soul, within your heart, even when people don't like it and you can trust that I did that, I did what I'm here to do. There's nothing like that feeling, even if it has consequences that you know people are going to slander you or you might have things happen that is a feeling of peace that i feel like is the ultimate feeling and there's many aspects to that also saying things also doing things that you know that you must do to increase your own soul's evolution and there's many ways to do that and i'm going to be covering that in the most profound protocols I've ever released. I'm going to be releasing on January 1st a program that helps you to evolve your soul and evolve your level of consciousness like never before. I've been on this path for many years, and there are so many things I'm going to put into one container for you to just fucking send it. Just fucking send it starting at the beginning of the year. So, There'll be more coming out on that soon. If you want to know more on that, join my newsletter below and I'll keep you updated. Otherwise, look out for when it comes out here because June, January 1st, whoo, that's going to be the moment where the people start to separate. I feel like 2024 is going to be a huge year, a huge year. And we don't know what's going to happen. And if you're thinking, you've been thinking about getting your relationship to reality changed and creating a different one and bridging your reality which may be what it's called yeah. now is the time because you never know how much time you have left and i'm not saying that out of fear it's just facts you never know and the longer you wait is just going to lead at least it did for me to more I was just putting off everything I had ever wanted coming into fruition from living a life of freedom and abundance and going I can live wherever I want. I get an Airbnb each month here with Jax. Wherever I'm in Florida now, I'm five minutes from the beach. And all that I put off. It's all divinely orchestrated. But I do think that there, I did put it off for too long. <laughs> if I just would have went into it and just fucking sent it. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to help you to do starting January 1st. So check out the newsletter below the link to sign up for that. I'll be sending out an email soon for early bird pricing. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Human Game Podcast. And until then, peace.